Gather round. This is the Ticket Water Cooler. This is what the greatest thing about sports is. You play to win the game. Coming at you live in the heart of Lincoln, America. I say, hold up. Wait a minute. Something ain't right. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Here are your hosts, Jake Bakovin and Enrique Alvarez Cleary. We are back here on the Ticket Water Cooler on a Friday. Thanks for joining us. Of course, because we had uh, Adam Carricker and Jeff Thune doing the Big Ten show, then uh, we just have a short water cooler, but that is okay because it is a news-filled uh, water cooler as Nebraska did release their depth chart. We've heard from Matt Rule. We'll go over that in a second. For one, I did want to give a shout-out to the Philippines. It's wearing why I'm wearing my Philippines jersey here as a FIBA basketball tournament has started there, and they set the record today for fans in attendance uh, for a single game in a FIBA tournament with 38,115 fans watching the Philippines, unfortunately, lose the Dominican Republic. Uh, the Philippines led by Jordan Clarkson, whose jersey I have on now with 28 points. Uh, but it's not, a, it's, not a, it's not too bad of a loss. Carl Anthony Towns is on Dominican Republic, you have to remember. So. I forget that he's playing for the Dominican Republic. Yeah. So... Easy I to mean, forget. Yeah, I, whatever. What hap- whatever happens, happens. I love watching It's kind of like uh, Paolo Banquero. Uh, uh, decommitting from Italy. It was Italy, right? <laughs> I can't remember. It was. I can't remember. Yeah. And I feel bad for getting that wrong. I feel like it was him, like deciding. You know what? I'm not going to play for this team. I'm going to play for Team USA. Yes. And the like president or the head coach of the team was like pissed. Not happy about which it. is understandable. Yeah. If you can get an NBA guy on your international team, it's a pretty big deal. It makes a difference. It does. Uh, so uh, not too much on that. I just thought it was kind of cool and, and something to shout out there. Um, but today we did have the depth chart release. Got plenty of news. Um, still no news on Eric Gilbert uh, as far as the waiver. Just the news that there is no news. Yeah, I figured we wouldn't get any news on that one. It's fine. Yeah, that one seems to be going into the season. Um, and at this point, you know, it, it was kind of one of those things where it's like the later it gets, the less good you feel about it. Yep. And I think it's got probably still that way, I suppose. We're just not going to feel great about this. Uh, other update on Marquise Buford I think is interesting. Um, he's probably not going to be ready till about week five or six, if by then. Um, and then they're going to have a decision to make, you know, the difference between being healthy and football ready, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so he might be kind of one of those guys that plays the last four games of the year in mm-hmm. red shirts. Mm-hmm. Um, but hopefully you get some contribution out of him because he was he was coming on last year, starter, of course, in that secondary. Um, some other things I think that that maybe were worth noting, black shirts to be handed out on Sunday, so we'll look forward to that. Um, you think they'll do a whole thing, or will it just be... Oh, they'll do a whole thing. I, well, based on how the, this season is, uh, this offseason has gone with the videos and the oh, yeah. look and like... They'll probably do a whole, thing. and they should because I mean that's a that's a tradition that's important. This is rules first, you know. You got to show, you know, pay homage to the past, and I think they'll they'll do that a little bit. Um, Alex Bullock uh, getting a scholarship. We'll talk we'll talk on him here in a second. Uh, coordinators will be on the field, uh, you know, all, all, all that good stuff. But let's know, get to the depth chart. All kinds of all kinds of things coming out of the uh, the presser, and we'll we'll yeah. get to a lot of that later on. Maybe a later show. Maybe all the shows will get to it at that's some point. Right, that's right. Uh, we've got some Husker it's news, just, and we're gonna hit on it so don't worry about it it took a while look i mean this in the nicest way possible matt rule loves the sound of his voice (laughs) that man you they ask you ask him one question and it takes him like 12 minutes yeah and a part of me is like i still don't know what if you answer the question or not (laughs) he is the son of a preacher after all so he did he inherited that Uh, it's good which is good he's a good talker yeah 
uh, and and a good and a good leader, and hopefully uh, we'll kind of see as he leads his way. So a reminder too, this is the first depth chart. This is you know it can change, and that's that was particularly interesting to me about this one too is they're um, they're integrating guys that were kind of injured into it. They're not mm -hmm. forcing them to get you know to to be a starter right away, and so that's kind of what you'll see a lot uh, throughout this depth chart. Uh, left tackle, you start with Torner Corcoran. We'll go through the offensive line. Um, interesting there because listed second behind him is Gunnar Gatula. The, the freshman, Gatula, sorry. Gatula. Uh, I like that <laughs> one better. Gatula. Um, and then Teddy Prohaska, who's coming off injury, is third at left tackle. Um, so, again, probably tells you how you know he's coming along back off of injury. Mm -hmm. That's kind of what they're – for this game week in particular, maybe that'll change. He but, did come back to practice this last week. Um, they At least that's what they said. But it's one of those things where it's a pretty serious knee injury and you don't want to rush. What did he say? The Not this press conference, but the one before. He'd rather bring him back a day late than a day early. Mm. So it, it makes sense to, to have him third. I mean, having him on the depth chart at all, but have him third just because, you know, you he's available, but you don't want to – you don't particularly want to use him quite yet until he's truly 110% ready. He does stand out on the depth chart in that he is six foot ten, and I don't know the next tallest Husker like, here. I feel like they're putting that down a little bit. The <laughs> the dude is massive. He's very big. Bryce Mittenhart six foot nine, uh, but uh, you know, other than that, I don't know if they've got anybody over six six maybe listed out here. Either way, not a basketball so. team, but interesting. Uh, also I interesting, got a center power forward. I mean, he's pretty yeah. good. Dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they got to like, start to do they pretty. Front, they got a front court. You could do pretty well with this offensive line. <laughs> um, but uh, so uh, as we mentioned, Gatula there as the backup. Interesting too, because as you move to left guard, no surprise, Ethan Piper, uh, who was who was you know went to Big Ten Media Day, has been honored as far as would have gotten a single digit jersey. So you kind of expected him to be a, a starter. His backup is Sam Sledge, another freshman. So two true freshmen as backups. Interesting. Uh, yeah, good. So interesting start there. Uh, is, go ahead. And you don't want to like question the depth chart, but is that is that really the backup, or is it going to be if he gets hurt, you've got? And I know you're not going to put somebody's name on there twice, but is it one of those things where you know you're playing? Madden, you're playing uh, um, NCAA football where your left guard's backup is actually your starting right guard, and your right guard's backup yeah. is going to move up to right guard, and that like it's just going to be one of those things. Or are they truly like this is going to be the guy? And that's I, something yeah. that you're not going to see on a depth chart. But to 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 have a true freshman, if God forbid something does happen to the starters on the offensive line, are you truly going to have a true freshman slide up into there? I mean, the the offensive and defensive line, as I've said before, um, and I'm not the only one. Everybody, a lot of people have said this. The, the trenches are the hardest place for a true freshman mm. to step into and compete right away. Yeah. You're, I mean, you're going, often going up against three or four years of weight training mm -hmm. <laughs> at the college Big Ten level. Uh, you know, just fresh out of high school, that could be tough. I'm glad you mentioned that, though, because I do think Henry Latovsky pro is probably the ba top backup guard one way or the other. Yeah. But uh, it is kind of cool to see Sledge out there, and we'll see. And you're just kind of looking for redshirt stuff. Are they going to burn it? Will they play him? Mm -hmm. All that sort of stuff's kind of interesting. Uh, at center, no surprise there, Ben Scott starting. Justin Evans-Jenkins as the backup. That's no surprise. Uh, right guard, uh, Nuri Noelli. Of course, uh, a welcome addition back for this team. I'm pretty sure that's not how you spell his first name, but it's fine. <laughs> no, they misspelled it on the desk. I'm pretty. Sh I'm pretty sure. Uh, Am I wrong? Maybe he's changing. I'm gonna see if Nick. We'll see if he can hear me. Can you not hear me? He can't hear me. It's fine. No, that's fine. I'm pretty sure that's not how you spell it. 
at right tackle, Bryce Benhart, we mentioned before, uh, Tyler Knack is the top backup. So even even among the redshirt freshman group, Tyler Knack, the top backup at right tackle, and Justin Evans-Jenkins, the top backup at center. They've got, they've got some young guys coming up, so that'll be interesting to follow. Any concern there? I mean, I think a lot of people, obviously, this is going to be a little bit more of a run game, but I mean, I, just the tackles. Uh, yeah, when you, when you look at it, you're looking guys. at the same tackles that played last season, yeah. and you, I don't think it's wrong for you to be a little worried. I don't think it's wrong for anybody to be a little worried because the offensive line wasn't great last year. Sure, mm-hmm. you have three new starters on the interior as opposed to who started last season. Mm-hmm. So you have three new starters right on the inside, but your bookends are the same guys who struggled mightily last season. Now, maybe the blocking scheme changed, although you kept the same you know, offensive line coach, but maybe the blocking scheme changed and it's it's simpler or simplified for them. Uh, maybe they just got better over the offseason. You, you, you don't know until this first game is played. But if you are a little hesitant when you looked at the depth chart and saw that those that Turner Corcoran and, and Bryce Benhart were starting a tackle, I, I mean, I don't blame you. But let's wait till the first game before we just start throwing, you know, mean words out onto the Internet. Yes, because I know many people will do that. Uh, remember the name Walter Rouse for for a sh- for three don't days. Do we thought that. that was uh, maybe going to be a test. Don't remember the name Walter Rouse. We don't need that. <laughs> we don't need that evil. Uh, at tight end, you have an. What was or. the other one? What was the Baylor guy? The guard. Oh yeah, they, I mean he didn't commit for a while, but he was on the. He was he? like right there. Yeah, no, he, he never did, committed, yeah, but yeah. it was like right there, and it was like, well, you're gonna get Walter and this guy, yeah. and it's gonna be great. And then you <laughs> didn't get either one of them. But you know who knows? I mean, I, I can't remember. I think I can't remember the order of it, but maybe Ben Scott wouldn't have came or something. I don't know. Uh, tight end uh, Nate Borkature or Thomas Fedoni. Makes sense. Yeah, Nate's got the most experience. Thomas is coming off of two major knee injuries and hasn't been able to play. So um, that. Probably if he's able to stay healthy and performs at the level that he believes he can and we hope he can, that'll probably switch and there won't be an or and Fedoni will be the starter. But I really like Nate Borkatcher at tight end. Again, the, the the most experienced tight end uh, in terms of playing for Nebraska coming back is is a former walk-on, now on scholarship from Aurora, Nate Borkatcher. Yeah, and, and played really well for a freshman last year. So, I mean, I know he's not as highly recruited, but I wouldn't I wouldn't just assume that he's going to give up that spot. But mm-hmm. they are battling out for it, so we'll kind of see there. Uh, slot starter, uh, Billy Kemp. No uh, backup, Joshua Fleeks. Uh, the surprise might be at the other wide receiver position, not one of them, Isaiah Garcia-Castaneda starting at one with his backup, Tyhan. But the other one is Alex Bullock starting. He's also getting a scholarship mm-hmm. with Marcus Washington as his backup. Well, if you list, if you hear the coaches talk about him, you hear some of the players and former players talk about him, uh, what, what they say, he's a technician. He runs routes the best out of all of the wide receivers. He's you know, doing amazing things in, in practices, one-handed catches, contorting his body to get catches. So um, based off of what he's doing in practice, I guess it wouldn't be much of a surprise. But if you look at the um, wide receiver room and look at some of the names, maybe it comes as a little bit of a surprise and it might change when Marcus Washington is healthy. And also you have six freshmen in the room. So somebody's got to start that has um, a little bit more age. Granted, it's a year up on everybody, Alex Bullock, but um, they have – all the confidence in the world based on what he's been showing them in practice, the the, the perfection of routes and, the, and his amazing hands. Yeah, and I, I do think that that was maybe the surprise on the depth chart, but I, I also think that that's like, take note. It's not, it, it, you know, and I know Marcus Washington, as you mentioned, coming off of injury, maybe that's all this is. 
but in my mind, you know, this isn't like a well, you know, good old try type of you know. Yeah. Give him something for for helping out the team. Like I think he's going to be a, a contributor, maybe one of your top wide receivers here this year, um, and and likely, you know, I, th- I think he's very much in the mix. So yeah. uh, we'll kind of see how that plays out. They're not just going to hand him a scholarship and then say, "Hey, you're yeah. a starter in the first game." <laughs> good job uh, trying. We like the Bullock family, <laughs> so I mean, both uh, Alex Bullock and uh, and his brother John over there, Bullock. linebacker John Bullock. Uh, getting scholarships so that's a Look at that. pretty big deal parents saving so much money now yes <laughs> that's a, that is a big deal for them uh quarterback jeff sims of course harburg and purdy with the or no surprise there that's been uh, explained in in past uh, last week by matt rule mm-hmm. gonna be circumstantial based on you know what they kind of need in that game who's gonna go in if jeff sims has to go down or isn't playing well uh running back another one of the big surprise well let's do fullback real quick because that's not too hard to get through an or for janarian bonner and barrett liebentreit i think that those that's also probably situational what do you what do you need out yeah of it's play? definitely situation two very different type of generian for for pass catching and i don't you know runs to the outside maybe and and leaving Tritt when you're trying to go through the tackles yeah i feel like that that might be it running back here's the surprise gabe Irvin starting no surprise that was already talked about ramir johnson number two anthony grant number three no oars no oars emma johnson number four by the way and he'll start at kicker turner but um yeah, no oars. We we heard the explanation last week that Gabe Irvin's going to start Ramir Johnson, your third down back. Um, but I did not necessarily expect Ramir to be at listed at number two with no oars. So not only is he a third down back, he's your he's your second running back. Yeah, that was a, a little bit of a big surprise there. But when they when they talked about Ramir being the third down back and being able to do everything that way, um, and they kept talking about um, Anthony Grant's fumble issues. I still didn't think that this was going to happen. I thought there might have been an or, but to see it the way that it is now with Ramirez at two and Anthony Grant at three is a big surprise considering, again, that Anthony Grant was your starter, almost went for 1,000 yards. But then you think back two years ago, Gabe was your starter. Ramirez came out of nowhere after the Oklahoma game and gave you some solid starter-type statistics. So um, he's stayed around. He's worked his butt off, and, and now he's – getting rewarded with the with the backup spot. Gabe's impressed three different running back coaches now to the point where they elevate him to starting. He just can't stay healthy. <laughs> uh, so hopefully that changes. Uh, we better take a break here as uh, we are up, uh, up against it, but we will invite Nick in. We'll do the crossover. We'll look at the defensive side of the depth chart coming up next year on the Ticket Water Cooler on a Friday at 93.7 The Ticket.